Good morning and welcome back to our Monday morning talks. Uh, for this week, uh, we got kind of a, a special week here. It was Easter uh, yesterday and so um, we're kind of dealing with that Monday morning Easter weekend hangover a little <laughs> bit. Um, there's a lot going on here in the building, just getting things recovered from the weekend and stuff. But um, we can start with just talking about that some like special weekends sometimes, you know, Easter, Christmas. Yeah. Those are weekends in ministry that are, they're big weekends. Sometimes they're hard to prepare for. There's a different kind of pressure. Yeah. Um, that we put on ourselves. I think, I don't even think that it's like anybody's putting it necessarily on me sometimes. I, but I was telling Mark this morning, this, this year just felt different for me. Um, I didn't feel like we were overly like, I used the word gimmicky, right? You know, we didn't go like crazy over the top with anything. You know, we had a Saturday night service and two Sunday morning services. Our attendance was really, really good. Yeah. Um, but we just, I felt like we just kind of kept it simple, but did what we did really, really well Yeah. this year. Yeah. I thought... It was an incredible weekend. Um, the Trevor did an amazing job, and he mentioned in the office this morning he was he was nervous about it. He didn't know if it was going to be good enough for Easter. You know, so yeah. again, some of that self imposed pressure. And as preachers, most preachers find Easter and Christmas probably two of the hardest times to preach because it's the same message. And how do you present it? with freshness or uniqueness, which I thought, by the way, you really did a great job on that as far as, I mean, nobody would have expected the sermon that you, that you gave and, uh, the garden that to me, that's the thing that stands out. I left I, talking about thinking I, about the garden. Well, and I think it helped with the way that we had the series we had built up to Easter. Yeah. It helped being able to kind of tie that in, you know, our, mo really i I themed Easter around to tell us die. The last yeah. statement Jesus made from the cross, you know, we've been in this last word series. And so um, it was nice to be able to finish with it is finished. And really, I just spent the whole sermon talking about what's finished. Right. What did he mean? What what exactly yeah. was finished? And um, yeah. so it was a unique, unique approach. Uh the whole service was about resurrection, but the sermon didn't focus much on the resurrection, really. Right. I didn't even. I don't know if you. I didn't about even it. talk John twenty until probably the last five minutes of the sermon. Really. Yeah. Um, That's right. Just talking about the fact that Easter took place in a garden. Yeah. But before that, I didn't really talk. I did at the beginning of the sermon, you know, yeah. just a saying from Corinthians. You know, I quoted the scripture from 1 Corinthians 15, just yeah. this is of first, first importance. importance yeah. And that was coming out of just you crazy Cardinal fans and how you guys... I'm not a crazy Cardinal fan, just so you know. <laughs> I, I mean... How funny I'm is nominal, that, though? I'm a nominal Cardinal fan. I mean, <laughs> I, I knew, like... And, and that, that was what was a little bit iffy for me on Saturday night was, you know, you get a sermon done... Everything's ready for the weekend. And Saturday afternoon, I come in and I get everything, kind of making sure everything's turned on, opened up, 
ready to go. And then I'm, I'm in the auditorium and I look in and we're going to sing because he lives <laughs> right before my sermon. And then I go, and now I'm going to go up and make half the room mad at me <laughs> with a Cardinals illustration, but it ended up like, going well. It I mean, did. It did. Went over very well. It was the so. only, it was the only probably light part of the sermon. Yeah. Honestly. So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, on the, when I, after the sermon, you always remember just a few things. And that's the thing that jumped out at me was the garden because you ended on that so well. That was really effective. You know, maybe, maybe he was the gardener and, or, or he is the gardener and you just walked off. But uh, Garden of Eden and then Jesus in the garden and at the end of time is another garden. Uh, beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. Uh, the gospel story is in a garden, yeah. not a garden. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, well, and, and being able to then, that's how John 20 and all of the resurrection stuff tied in, like, because then I was able to highlight there in the middle with Jesus, like, when they took him down from the cross then, yeah, where they buried him was a garden. It was a garden. You know, yeah. so Easter actually happened in a garden. Yeah. The tomb was an empty I, tomb that hadn't been used in a garden. I never... And I loved that imagery then, you know, as I'm reading and Mary confuses Jesus. She just thought he was the gardener. Yep. So that was um, cool. there were a lot of things that tied into that. But, you know, I think I did. I told Mark this morning, I felt like I did the best job of highlighting a, a really key thing about that at 1030. Our, so our last service this weekend Um but really just talking about, and I used the illustration of when my dad died this fall and my dad just had all kinds of plants that he kept and kept some in the house, kept a bunch on the front, on his front porch and stuff. And I just talked about me and my brother being there and, and just kind of looking like, do you want this stuff? Like, do you want dad's, basically, do you want dad's garden? And I was like, I, no, you know, like the thing that was special right. about it was dad the gardener yep. you know and that's what i was trying to highlight toward the end there was just man what's special what was special about the garden of eden what's special about the garden to come is his presence yeah like that's everything it isn't even about it isn't about the garden it's that he's there yeah and we get to be with him so yeah well i mentioned this morning too, that it's the same with trees in the Bible. You have the tree of life and the tree of knowledge, good and evil at the beginning. You have the tree of life again at the end. And of course, Jesus died on a tree. Yeah. And so again, you have that trilogy there. So, but I thought the garden thing is the thing that jumped out the most at me. Um, besides the cardinal thing too. That, <laughs> it was the cardinal thing was hard too. It it really was hard. I didn't anticipate. So what got really hard, and it didn't connect with me until Saturday night in the service. I haven't gone back and watched it. I got up to preach Saturday night, and I was like, I've been crying when we sang because he lives. Yeah. I what hit me singing what as we were singing the song was just that was my grandma's favorite song. Oh, she loved that song. Yeah. This is our first Easter without her. And 
like all that just kind of hit me as we were singing it. And then I'm like, crap, now I got to tell a kind of a joke. <laughs> and so I had a, I struggled Saturday night even to get started. But we're speaking for my generation because he lives, I think it's a Gaither song. You know, so everybody knows that. And that was a highlight. And then your sermon was really good. And then right after that was Old Rugged Cross, right? Right, yeah. Well, that's another, that's a really an old song. And yeah. that goes into Cornerstone. To me, that right there was the highlight. It was just a For sure. And so I would say, like you were saying for your generation, because he lives Old Rugged Cross with Cornerstone. Yeah, that's a. Is a is such a powerful current song that yeah. just builds. Yeah. You know, and I felt like the end of that song going into communion was kind of a really powerful time in the service yeah. too. So, yeah. just a neat, very, very, very good Easter weekend. Yeah. So, I want to mention a little bit about the resurrection thing. Um, yeah. Now, I was just reading this morning that in the book of Acts, the preaching was more about the resurrection than the cross. And we always have crosses around our neck. I mean, we're, we're kind of a cross-centered faith. And I was reading a little bit more about that on how the cross became central to Christianity a little later. At first, it was the resurrection and the cross. And, and, and I started reading about theories of atonement. And one is Christ's victory over Satan is the main issue there. And the other is... Uh, penal substitution where it's kind of a courtroom and he pays for our sins and they're both legitimate they're both uh true theories of atonement but they fit different times and i think for christianity right now we, we talk about the cross all the time and uh sin we gotta have forgiveness of sins and that's all very very true but boy we need to hear the victory side too Satan is going to be defeated. He is. He was defeated on the cross. Yeah. And I think we need to have this balance because as churches, we always tend to get out of balance, go one way, focus on one way or thing or another. And especially in our church, since we do communion every week, we focus on the cross. But it's just good. To, we need to focus more, on, I think, on the victory side and the resurrection uh, in our churches. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I, I think there's a lot of things that play into that. I think... Even as we were talking about it this morning, I thought about just fear and how fear plays into that emphasis too. Like most of us Probably. fear dying. Sure. You know, and especially yeah. with this series that we've been in, Last Words, like where it started and really me talking about the eye thirst. I, that sermon's going to stick with me for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, just yeah. because that whole idea that like Jesus was going, nope, I need to feel he, you know, he wanted to feel our pain and that substitutionary thing that yeah. you're talking about. Like, I think one of the reasons we tend to overemphasize that is just the most of us fear death. You know, like, I don't know anybody who doesn't fear. Right. Necessarily. And, and subconsciously, and so, if not consciously. Right. And, and there's yeah. this I think there's this idea to, for us that it's just like, man, he died the death I should have. You know, and so right. it even plays into that fear that I have of right. just going, man, um, you know, wow. Yeah. And so I think that plays into even our overemphasis. Yeah. And, but I, it doesn't make sense overall that we wouldn't like, because the best part of it isn't the death, it's life. 
Right. You know, so it makes like we should be emphasizing resurrection more. Well, and uh, John's gospel talks about we have life now. And uh, I think sometimes when we talk about theories of atonement and all that, we're, we're all, we focus on the future, the future life we're going to have, and the Christ's victory over, Christ's victory over Satan kind of emphasize we can have victory now. And we can live the abundant life now. Now, I don't mean that in the modern terms of abundant life, you know, health and wealth kind of stuff, but we can, uh, we do start the resurrection life now. Well, and it gets sketchy getting into that conversation right because you get into deep deep water there yeah of just because then hell comes into the conversation and we've seen that over the last decade of a lot of questionable conversation about hell what is hell is hell even real yeah (laughs) you know and and that whole conversation like the rob bell thing love wins yep and and so and 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 really, it's just like getting into that conversation, even yesterday for me, it's like, man, that choice in the garden brought hell to earth. It made hell a reality immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Separation. Because yeah. just like I'm saying, heaven is the presence of God. Hell is the absence of him. Now that it's this, hell yeah. is the separation from him. Right. Some people are experiencing very real hell. Now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but one thing on the choice thing, I thought that was a great line, and that jumped out at me. God did not create us as robots. Created no. children. He created children. Yeah, he created children, not robots. And mm-hmm. uh, children are going to let you down. Yeah. And uh, the thing about relationships, there's always, there's always risk. Yeah. That was, get hurt. that was my favorite part of the sermon, actually. And it's right in the middle, but I was telling you that, like, as I was writing the sermon, probably my favorite favorite line came out of that area because I was talking about for there to be a relationship there had to be a choice Yeah, and as much as we've kept choosing wrong wrong, God has kept longing the whole time Yeah, and I really just like that thought that it's like we blame him for a lot of things and he gets held responsible for a lot of bad things and a lot of suffering and a lot but it's like that's some of that's just us projecting the wrong things on him because the whole time, you know, he's been long suffering for us yeah. the whole time. He's just been longing, um, for that relationship to be made right. Um, yeah. and he's done everything to make it right, but we still have, the, we're, we still ultimately have the choice. So, yeah. Uh, the other thing, I thought was really cool about this weekend and uh, we advertised it a little bit. We didn't have a lot of time to advertise it, but was taking an offering for the Ukrainian refugees in Poland and Wayne Kent, you know, has been over there. He's going to come this Sunday and talk about that. And uh, the whole offering is going to go to, to help these refugees. hundred percent will go there. You know, there's yeah. not going to be any administrative cost anything like that. And uh, early returns, looks like we had a pretty good offering Sunday. We don't know what the numbers are. but Sure. No, it, yeah. I mean, it looks, we were talking this morning, just rough numbers and stuff. It looks like we had about 700 in, 700 in attendance people, yeah. this weekend. And um, initially looking at it, you know, they were saying that it looked like we had a pretty, a 
pretty good offering. And yeah. this, the, the exciting thing about that is like I was saying when we started here, we didn't go for the over the top, like right. gimmicky bells and whistles this year. But one of the unique things is like offering tends to be one of the things we probably underemphasize on right. Easter. <laughs> and it was kind of the thing coming into Easter this year that we were just like, Hey, this offering is important because we're giving it all away, you know? And so yeah. it's just a sign of like the healthy place our church is in right now to say as a leadership, we've never given an entire weekend's yeah. offering away like that. And we want to do that this weekend. I, I was told um, I, won't, I won't get paid this week. So, so uh. um, <laughs> yeah, just kidding. <laughs> <clears throat> no, it's, I, I mean, I'm excited about Wayne being here next week. I'm yeah. excited about him being able to put some visual with what we gave to this past weekend. And there's just a lot of things, even the conversation we had as a staff during our prayer time this morning, like there is a lot of stuff going on with these refugees and, oh and specifically in Ukraine that we just don't even, our media isn't covering. We're not hearing about it. It's worse than it looks. And it's a dark, dark evil. It is. I mean, it Uh, is the worst kind of evil. Well, Wayne Wayne made a presentation to our minister's lunch. That's what led to all this. mm -hmm. We just heard, well, Wayne went overseas and let's give you a little report. And it took our whole time. And it had, I was choked up. Mm -hmm. And we spent some significant time in prayer for that. And I hope that same kind of, uh, uh, I don't know that kind of emphasis can happen here. Yep. No, I think Sunday is going to be an interesting day here because I do think as the week progresses and I get more information from Wayne and and different things like there is going to, there is going to be a pretty, I think a pretty impactful prayer response time in our service Sunday. Yeah. To just to really be able to go, man, the very first thing, I know we're giving, but the very thir- first thing we should be doing is hitting our knees. For and that's what people. they ask for. Those and churches are asking, we need your prayers first. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Just some awful things. Like one of the things that came up in conversation this morning, and it was from another person who had been, go- but, you know, someone who had gone over to, to Poland and was working with, with some of these people. And he just said, these kids won't even receive toys. Right. Um, that are being given to them right now. These Ukrainian children will not receive toys because the Russians have been giving them toys with explosives in them. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that on and the radio this morning. It's yeah. just like, man, it doesn't get any darker than that. No. Like, it, it's just indescribable. I mean, uh, you almost go, have to go back to World War II to hear stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh so, no, I mean, yeah, if you're listening this morning, I definitely would encourage you to make an effort to be here Sunday uh, yeah. because I do think it's going to be a powerful yeah. time of not only get gaining perspective about what's going on, but actually intercessory prayer, you know, practicing that yeah. um, in a, um, you know, in a way that corporately we don't normally do i think is a really powerful experience yeah I'm, so i'm looking forward to it yep it'll be good uh, okay well 
I don't have anything else, Steve. I have one quote I okay. want to share, going Let's back to the resurrection. Uh, this is a theologian. He says, if Christ is risen, nothing else matters. And if Christ is not risen, nothing else matters. <laughs> it's the only thing that matters. Yeah. <laughs> it's a first importance. Exactly. So, yeah. Apostle Paul was right. He was. <laughs> yeah. No, I, man, uh, what a great experience this weekend. So if you didn't get to, to join us, you should, uh, you should go back and watch our services from this weekend, pick one of them and watch it online because, uh, it was a great time together. So, amen. Yep. Well, have a great week, everybody. And, uh, hopefully we'll see you here Sunday.